Ladies, gentlemen, and friends beyond the binary, welcome to Trope Trophies with your host, me, Jody, and... Stephanie, that's me. In this podcast, Stephanie and I will be exploring tropes and we'll be pinning two characters or stories against each other. We will give a brief summary of the trope, then we'll have three rounds to prove to you, the listener, that our character should be the winner. Super important to mention this podcast is filled with spoilers. So if you're interested in any of our characters or stories be mentioned in this podcast, pause the episode and go play Animal Crossing or and watch SpongeBob SquarePants, which I think many of you guys are well known about that. But anywho, now without further ado, this week's trope is lame pun. I'm just going to give a brief description on what TV trope says what a pun is. So maybe you guys really know what a pun is. I'm not really good at catching them, but here we go. A pun, also known as a pune or a play on words. Pune almost sounds like pew, but let's move on behind that. Um, It is a form of wordplay where a word with more than one meaning is exploited to make a joke based on this double meaning. This can also take a form of substituting one word for a different, similarly sounding word, usually done for humorous effect. The problem with puns is that they are the lowest form of humor and often are not very punny, at least in English at best. They're so bad, it's good. But before we get to the podcast, Stephanie and I like to talk about what we've been watching, what we've been doing, and I'll go first. I've been watching RuPaul's Drag Race still, y'all. Oh, it's so good. And I know some of you guys might be like, if you guys are fans of the show, might be like, why didn't you use RuPaul's Drag Race to talk about all the freaking puns in this freaking show? I literally was like, my pun, the person I choose this week is SpongeBob SquarePants. But as I am listening to RuPaul, literally everything she says is a pun. Like that's, all of their jokes, just puns on puns on puns on puns. And I'm like, why didn't I choose RuPaul? The world may never know. No, no. But SpongeBob's the classic, so I'm happy about that. I've also been watching that too and been watching some old Rugrats. And I'm not a big fan of the 90s drawn Rugrats. Yeah, I can't watch it to sleep. They look like weird, ugly babies with weird-shaped heads, and it's just not my groove. Not a fan. Maybe the newer version. Too much. It's too cartoony, and it's like I really love illustrations, but this old-ass stuff is just—it's not a vibe. Absolutely not a vibe. But Steph, what have you been watching? Jadisa has also gotten me into Drag Race as well. I've watched a lot of Drag Race in this time. And as you may know, I bought a few games before and now I'm playing Trials of Mana. I'm playing the 2020 remake version, not the 90s version. My friend recommended it to me. I need to ask her, how the fuck did she play this game before? Because it was never released in America. So I kind of want to know what connects is it baby you have in order for you to get a Japanese only release game? Like, I just want to know. Like, we need to talk. Because it's like a 90s video game 
the plot is very weak and it just has so many like corny, corny puns, which is so humorous because my pick is also another video game. So I obviously I'm picking a lot of video games that kind of remind you of dad jokes is what's happening. It's a sad, sad time here for the pun. Oh, be ready for the puns, the puns to come. I'm just like, yeah. And so, Spongebob, like, it's like literally sprinkled, but yeah. Just so that we can know, the lame pun reaction is always those puns that like make you cringe instantaneously. And you get like either the reaction of a face palm or you want to fight the person, which I'm usually like, tight lip just like you can't see his face but i'm gonna post the face that i make whenever someone makes a really bad joke or i'm like sometimes i do want to result in violence sometimes sometimes the pun is that bad (laughs) i've never gotten to that point because usually i laugh about it and i have a friend that's really into corny jokes and i was just like oh this is really childish i guess and then i realized her boyfriend was like nah she liked corny jokes and then i put two and two together Childish and corny means puns. And I'm just like, wow. Y'all, I'd be late with catching on to things. So don't judge me here, even though. Why is it the lowest form of humor other than toilet humor? Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like a good fart joke, okay? There was a whole skit about it in the South Park movie where Philip, I forgot the other one. I don't like fart jokes. They were just farting a whole song. I hate, hate toilet humor. I hate it's it gross. so much. It's also in Friday. I, I have a very strong reaction to disgusting things for some reason. Like when I'm disgusted, it then turns into like white, hot rage. <laughs> so like, I, no, no, don't do that with me. It's not, it's not great. I'm, more, I'm but, all for um, toilet humor as long as it doesn't stink. Teehee. Was that a pun? Did I? It was. I, I did it. Listeners, I'm going to give her her honorary, like, dad sticker because obviously that's what we're doing now. I claim it. Okay. But without further ado, let's get to round one. Introducing the character, setting, story, and background of the character. Stephanie, I think you should go first. The game I'm doing is Animal Crossing New Horizons. So I did have New Leaf, but I was like, you know, to be modern, to be current, let's do New Horizons. The Panorama is like all-time favorite game. Everyone was playing Animal Crossing because it was literally the escape we all needed from the fire dump that is 2020. So it's actually a life-simulating game created by Nintendo, the same creators of Pokemon and other beloved um, franchises like Kirby, Mario, all that jazz. Well, that it makes the all the game. sense with the way they talk, by the way. Like gibberish? And... <laughs> it's gibberish. It's like but cute. Yeah, they made up a whole voice thing too. Like I, there's a YouTube video on that if you guys are curious about it. But I didn't put that in the research. So it's the fifth game of the installment, but they have like a few little side games. Like they have a pocket camp and they have like interior designing. So sometimes people's whole goal in Animal Crossing is just to design their house. So like they had a game for that. So anyway, this release 
was top ranked. The first 24 hours was like the highest ranking um, video game of all time. It is the second highest grossing game in Japan ever. Again, this came out during 2020 and y'all wanted to relax is what I want to say. And so the premise of New Horizons is that you decide to leave your capitalistic home to live in a deserted island. And the goal is that you, the player, will be helping create this island into the image that you've desired. So you get loans from Tom Nook, the capitalist who is like benefiting from your free labor. <laughs> and um, yeah, you're just like there and you're chilling with your animal-like neighbors and living your best life in the deserted island because Technically, you're not working. You're just making money being a craftsmanship. I kind of get Swanson from Parks and Rec when I was like first starting, where I was like, I'm making a chair and I'm selling it with my own bare hands. This is what Ron Johnson would do. <laughs> Ron Swanson would do. Wow. I was cringing about them escaping a capitalistic society. And I was just like, me too. Take me with you. Why do you think? But, Why do you think I was playing this game the entire time? You think I was doing it out of, like, whimsicals? I'm I mean, pretty sure was... everyone, that was the mood for everyone if it's, like, breaking records to that point. Everyone's like, I relate. Take me to this island. It's very customizable. So every island is different because every owner is different. So some people make islands dedicated to their K-pop stars. Some people make islands with, like, a story intent. Spooky horror islands is a huge fucking thing. Some people even made like these crazy mystery islands. And there's like a whole subculture in um, YouTube about island visits. So you guys can go and check that out if you're interested in that. Because I don't think most people know about those like little snippets. So yeah, and that's Animal Crossing. I will explain where the puns come in because they're so hideous. Yeah, I remember those days. Okay, I'm going to go on round one, and I'm going to be talking about Spongebob. Though Spongebob's puns are sprinkled everywhere, I just remember a specific episode called Pressure, and this is me and, one of me and Stephanie's favorite episodes. But I'm just going to give a little background on the character. We all know how the story goes, literally the intro. Must I sing it? No, because we don't want to go into any legal issues. But if you don't know the story, you're probably living under a rock. Like one of our beloved characters in the show, Patrick Starr. Did I pun? Is that a pun too? Are you trying to be a dad this week? Is that what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> I listeners, I inherently believe all dad jokes are just puns. All they're puns, and I'm wagging my finger as I do this ultimate dad moves. But <laughs> I would define Patrick as the local idiot who knows what he really does besides eat and hang out with SpongeBob, which is technically his boo since Nickelodeon came out. That SpongeBob is part of the LGBTQ community, so. We stand. And I never say which part though. Which part? Do they? I don't very think big. it's a very big rainbow. Ow. No. I don't think they really identified what exactly, but I'm pretty sure Patrick is He's going to be gay. Yeah. Yeah. But SpongeBob is this lovable, giggly, helpful yellow sponge under the sea that lives in his little pineapple house. And he's next door, his neighbors with Squidward and Patrick. 
And they're just like the best neighbors together. So Squidward lives in between SpongeBob and Patrick. And he is the self-losing character that we all are. Hates his job. And all he wants to do is relax after work, play his clarinet, and work on his art. Like he's just the ultimate art person of the show. Very artistic, even though it's themed not good, but you know, it's his vibe. How can art not technically be good? Of course, he'll be sad and depressed working for Mr. Krabs, who is a terrible boss and all he cares about is his freaking money. He's even made them be open for 24 hours, no breaks. I don't think they get paid much, like on that bare minimum vibe. If that, I think SpongeBob basically works for free some days, if so. He even built a hazardous playground to get children's money. And he was just like, hey, I'll build a playground for you guys as long as you promise to buy Krabby Patties. And they're like, okay. Literally, this playground is made out of like garbage and rusted metal and does not work. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'm going to bring in a clown. And then he literally puts on a red nose and like, I'm the clown and just basically scammed a bunch of little kids. If that doesn't tell you that he sucks, then... I don't know what more I can tell you. Oh, wait, he sold SpongeBob for 26 cents. He sold SpongeBob's soul for 26 cents. That's, I hope this clarifies how much he sucks. Yes. And then we have our lovable character, I guess the only female in the show. Well, the only female friend that I think SpongeBob has, which is Sandy Cheeks. She's a scientist, martial arts specialist, cliff climbing adrenaline junkie is how I would describe her. And they all live in a town under the sea called the Bikini Bottom. I'm pretty sure they love it there, except Squidward, even though he'd prefer it after his episode where he was around his squid clan. But nonetheless, yeah, that's the background on SpongeBob. So we're going on to round two, explaining the character via the lens of the trope. What's Animal Crossing like? So I'm going to be focusing on the very, very corny player character. So it's a self-insert character. So depending on your interactions with your neighbors, you start to realize people's personalities, for example. So there is a pink octopus called Marina, and everyone on the internet loves her. And for some reason, Marina is the most passive-aggressive fucking neighbor I have ever had in Animal Fucking Crossing. The shade she throws at me is ridiculous. And part of me is like, is it because she does like the direction I took this island? I don't understand. Where's all this animosity coming from? In the game, you have a tendency of doing like small little adventures. Where most of the big puns come from is like when you're like farming, trying to catch some bugs and fish. That's where the majority of the really bad puns come from. You're killing the bugs, correct? No, the bugs are... So you can either um, donate the bugs to your local... um, uh, Your local museum, or you can sell them for, like, um, bells, which is money. Which is why I'm like... I feel like Animal Crossing was like, the libertarian dream is to live off the land, but at the end of the day, you're still part of capitalist because i had to exchange goods for money i was just in shock about selling roaches because if that was new york city we would all be we would be billionaires 
if Flick was there, we will all be millionaires for real, for real. Because this, there's this character there that's like obsessed with bugs, and it doesn't matter what type of bug it is. So like, I'll steal the price. So for example, one of the really bad puns is um, there's a guy Goliath um, beetle, and the pun goes like this: I caught a Goliath beetle. Am I a legend or what? And it's just like. Mm. So the Goliath is like it's a reference to mythology, but it's see some of these pens should just go right over your head. That wasn't right over my head. I would have been like, and all then, right, and, and <laughs> At then they like, don't explain it. No, you just have to know it. But like you could go to the owl's name. I forgot his name. I'm blanking out. But another pun that they have is like, for when you cast the yellow butterfly, it goes like this. I caught a yellow butterfly. Shouldn't all butterflies be yellow? I'm just dumb. Yes, viewers. Yes, listeners. My soul left my body. That was why there was silence. <laughs> yeah, we're just cringing yeah, so, here. This is going to be Yeah, it's just a lot of cringe. So, like, the next one, and I'm going to stop, is you catch a, a wasp, and it says here, I caught a wasp. That's going to stink. And if you play the game, let me tell you why that's hurtful. Because if you do not time it right, the wasp will literally attack your character and will leave you with a freaking swollen eye. And then, no, unless you have a strong relationship with your villagers, let me just claim that. Your villagers, everyone around you will be like, oh my God, what happened to your face? And they won't offer you anything if you don't have a strong relationship. So they'll let you walk around looking crazy. Uh-uh. What kind of neighbors yeah, are these? No, oh, one of them literally told me, was just like, oh, good job with your monster makeup. I, it looks so realistic. It's like, oh, that's not makeup. And I'm just like... Oh, my God. The shade. These are savage. Like, I don't know what, I, what type of luck I got. I don't know what type of choices I made. But... My neighbors are really comfortable coming for my whole like in Animal Crossing. That's yeah, probably why animal. I was just like, let me take a break because this is not pleasant. Why in am I being insulted everywhere I go? In Animal Crossing, you're basically like the super of the town, right? Like fixing people's problems. Yeah, I'm fix. I'm finding people's lost items. I'm collecting stuff for the museum so people can have a, a museum. They can have culture um, in their town. Right. I built the bridges. I plant the flowers. I tangle the trees. I created a boardwalk. And this is the treatment I get from my villagers. Ultimate disrespect. I was like, y'all ain't shit. It's all I kept thinking to myself. Like, y'all ain't shit. I'm hurt. I'm really hurt. Those (laughs) villagers suck. And they're mean. But in the nicest way possible. So that's so what cute. hurts the most. It that is what hurts the most. And they're cute. That's the word. They're cute and they're mean. But yeah, I think what makes it really bad is that no matter what you're doing in game, these puns are not like one-time puns. They happen every time you catch the creature. Wait, they keep saying the same pun? They say the same pun. Oh my god. It's not a new pun. It is the same hunt every time you catch it. Ew, that is so crazy. Okay, so that's my round. Now's yours. Okay, my round two. I'm going to be specifically talking about pressure. So if you want to 
refresh your minds a bit on Spongebob, you might as well go watch season two, episode one. It's all available either if you have Amazon Prime or if you have Paramount Plus. Just a disclaimer there. I am going to say one pun from um, the Doodle episode. I don't know why I called him Frankendoodle, but it is what it is. Maybe. Oh, I do know why I called him Frankendoodle. Oh, isn't that a pun? Frankenstein, because he had made the noodle. Spongebob. I'm telling you, Miss Learners, she is a dad. She's a dad. I'm a dad and I didn't even know. <laughs> this episode is revealing too much about me. I didn't know this about myself. But yeah, in this specific scene, the doodle is like getting crazy with SpongeBob because he basically wants to live his life and he basically speaks gibberish just like the Animal Crossing people, except he sounds angry. He's in between, like, more, like, leaning towards the Sims gibberish. And SpongeBob draws himself and says to the evil doodle with a pencil in his hand, let's draw. And I was like, yikes, the SpongeBob. Oh, the writers, man. They knew what, what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. And Stephanie dies of cringe here. But now... To move on to this specific episode called Pressure. This is one of me and Stephanie's favorite episodes. If you don't know, it's the episode where it's the land creatures versus the sea creatures. <laughs> and this episode is absolutely ridiculous in the best ways possible. Pure humor. And I was watching it and it was just pun after pun after pun. And I'm like, I can't. So a specific scene, I'm literally going to be grabbing lines. SpongeBob in the show generally makes a good effort of like using words and makes it work around like the characters' lives. So even such things as like climbing the coral cliffs, like they're always using words like that. And a specific scene, Sandy goes like, of course I can. I'm a squirrel, like talking about climbing up the coral leaves. And SpongeBob was like, oh, I thought that meant you were nuts. Cringe, cringe city. I was like, yo, why? I just want to put it out there because I don't know what it is funny. Sandy Cheeks is a squirrel. She sure is. And SpongeBob is coded to be gay. There's too much to unpack there. (laughs) She is literally the squirrel friend. Wait, what does squirrel friend mean? You don't know what that means? You watch RuPaul, girl. You don't know what Ru- this girlfriend means? It's a, a woman, I like a straight woman ally who like... Pretends yeah. to be your girlfriend? No, you- no, no, no. That's a beard. She's just a straight woman ally. Sandy Cheeks is a squirrel. Oh, that's crazy. Everything is literally connecting. Y'all, if y'all didn't know that, you learned something new. I learned something new today. It never ends. It never ends here. (laughs) Wow, that's great. There's also the next scene where Patrick is like, I bet you can't eat a crabby double deluxe in one bite. And then he gulps it down. And Sandy reaches for the big patty. She's like, give me that. They don't call me cheeks for nothing. Ma'am, the cringe. And then when she wasn't able to eat it, they were like, I knew it. There was no way an airhead, quote unquote, was going to win anything against a water breather. They're really doing it here, guys. And then Patrick goes, 
airhead. Yo, that's and- crazy though. <laughs> that's crazy though. She's the smartest person in the whole place. Exactly. So that's why the next scene. That's why the next scene when Patrick's like, "Ha ha ha, airhead," and literally his head deflates like a freaking balloon, and then he literally puts (laughs) his thumb in his mouth and blows, and his (laughs) head becomes round again. And I'm like, "This is crazy." So when they're talking about going up into the ocean, they were asking Sandy like, "Oh, like, do we have to bring anything?" And she was like, "Nope, nothing but the clothes on your backs." And SpongeBob says, wait a minute, no problem, Landy. Yes, these are all the puns. This is all in one episode, y'all. Like, I didn't realize how cringy SpongeBob can be, but you don't catch it because in your video game, you have to stay there and, like, literally soak it in one at a time. It's reading it to you. No, no one's like reading it to you. It's just you looking at the screen, like catching your 10th sea bass. Yeah, that's crazy because SpongeBob is like kind of back-to-back humor. So it's like, oh, they're puns, but they're funny, but it's so back-to-back-to-back, you don't really grasp it all at once, luckily. But that's the end of my round two. If y'all haven't cringed or laughed over these little SpongeBob jokes, then you have no soul. Or they just slip over your head, which is, you know, ignorance is bliss, I heard they say. I heard them say. Stephanie, for round three, why is your character good or bad via the lens of the trope? Like we mentioned, puns are low humor. It's easier to translate puns. Japanese love, love puns because they use so much kanji that depending on what, like what's next to has different meanings. So for me, honestly, I feel like puns is an intellectual thing in Japan. I might be wrong, but I feel like you have to know a lot of kanji to get a lot of fucking jokes or also let's go over your head, especially in anime. That's why it's kind of like hard to translate sometimes to puns. But in Animal Crossing, because it's a one liner for like every single creature you find, it's just making very cringy puns that make sense in your native language. See, best pun is I caught a sea bass. No, wait, at least it's a C plus. <laughs> right. So it, but imagine getting yeah, yeah. that over and over and over. Like, I'm sure a little kid is like giggling to themselves or maybe a fucking dad. I don't fucking know. But like after the 15th time, I'm just sitting in the screen like, Do you please I will say something come else? In there, I will come in there and I will summon any other creature anything would be better than a fucking sea bass any fucking thing and a lot of puns that are also like they get they do kind of like inform about the animal like again focusing on really lame puns because that's the point of this but it's like i caught trilantula this situation just got hairy oh (laughs) and these bitches when they catch you you faint when you see uh, a tarantula so they pop out at night in the summer, and if you don't time it right, they'll bite you, and then you'll, like, collapse and black out, and the tarantula is gone. But you want to catch these motherfuckers because they are worth a lot of fucking money. You want to form tarantulas, but, like, when the bitches catch you, you just sit back and, like, ah! There's no dying in Animal Crossing, but you just kind of get upset. Be like, did I, did I really just, that happened to me? How could this happen to me? 
That's all I'm gonna go on that song. I'm not getting copyrighted. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's well yeah, I mean it does its job. It's universally corny. Yeah, just a little too corny. Why you think I picked this trope? Yeah. I mean I mean pick this perfect game for this trope. Damn. Well I guess just cringe. I just I like cringe. (laughs) I'll get back to this when we're discuss each other's puns. Okay. Why is my character good or bad vehicle into the trope? I wouldn't say, I mean, it's not really characters at this point. It's just the overall show. And writing. And writing of the show. I would say it's good because there's so many jokes back to back. Like, you're only catching the puns if you're really listening to it. But SpongeBob always does kind of a good time with like playing on words. And it's not as cringy if you don't take the moment to pause and think about it. It's just like a laugh or like a smile when you're watching SpongeBob. And they have a good like leeways and breakthroughs to get into the next scene, the next line. It's a really well-made show. So it's like, though some things can be cringy, it's so well done that you have to laugh. Like, it's so bad, it's good, because it's back-to-back-to-back. And who has this formula better set down than SpongeBob? It doesn't really rely on puns to make you cringe or laugh. There's just so many things. Plankton himself as a character is cringy. Every time he shows up, muhaha, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna find the secret formula, and he does it. And his whole wife is a computer that comes for his life. She literally reads him on the basis. Yeah, I feel like Langton is like small dick energy. I'm and like, because dead. he, but like, think about it. He's small and he had to make his life partner, who in later episodes turned out to be a lesbian. So, like, there's a lot happening in SpongeBob. So, <laughs> I'm just kind of like, he has like tiny dick energy, and that's why he does the most because he has no self confidence in anything, and that's right. his problem. You gotta work on that. Just fix his own chum. Like, that's why he keeps trying to steal a secret recipe that's not his. Which we all know what the secret truly is. The only person he was saving was his mama. You believe in that theory? I believe in the theory that it has to be crab meat. It has to be crustacean because, for some reason, only Larry the Lobster is alive from the crustaceans. It's just Larry, Mr. Krabs, and his mama. That's it. That's all there is. Yeah, Krabs couldn't take down Larry. That's all it was. Right. He's a gym junkie. That's- you weren't going to get him down. Mm-hmm. Like, has Larry gone to the Krusty Krab? I don't think I've seen that. Like, has he physically gone to the Krusty Krab? Oh, I don't think I remember this. It's like a watch challenge to do one day. But watch that won't be today. It won't be today, but something that our listeners can do. And <laughs> let us know if you ever seen Larry go into the Krusty Krab and actually Krusty Krab and actually eat a Krusty Krab burger. If he, he eats it, probably. I, I feel like something in my mind is telling me that he has. But right? like, I can't remember exactly what episode. He's too cool with SpongeBob to not have eaten a Krusty Krab. It's just like, if you knew the truth, you wouldn't be the same. You, would you live in Bikini Bottom? I don't think so. Maybe not. And like, I also don't think SpongeBob mixes the, the patties himself. I think that's all Mr. Krab. But then again, there's SpongeBob a whole also, vault. Remember? But then Mr., yeah, but then Mr. Krab also trusts SpongeBob with the recipe. 
Yeah. Well, maybe SpongeBob is an accessory to dun, dun, dun. Also, remember that moldy um Krabby Patty that was under the fryer and SpongeBob was trying to throw it out and Mr. Krab was like, no, sell it. And then he took a bite of it and went to the hospital and was like, save the rest for later. First of all, wild. And two, cannibal. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) But overall, the show's a classic and it has supreme comedy and is one of the best in children media and programming for me. But on a pun, (laughs) SpongeBob, what are you doing? Did a y'all cringe? Did you cringe as much as me? I cringed saying it, and Stephanie's in cringe shock. Yes, I did that, y'all. Let's go to the afterthoughts. Like you've said before, SpongeBob is a different media because the jokes just keep flowing, and it's like an ebb and flow. It's like there's always a straight man around. Patrick is the silly one, and SpongeBob is supposed to be the straight man to their dynamic. You know, it doesn't fucking work. But, you know, because SpongeBob in itself is like, freaking ludicrous but it's it's like funny it's funny watching these people just live in their lives well these sea creatures live their lives as best they can yeah it's just like the music also helps the illustration helps for you to like be immersed in in their stupidity and you're just kind of left in a state of yeah that was funny yeah the music is like forever a part of our culture especially with tiktok incorporating it into like everything in some kind of way i literally saw a tiktok where this mom was fighting with her son one of them was playing the ukulele but was playing that you know the song where they're like running around it's like and i was just like sorry you guys had to listen to that but i was dying i'm like this is just perfection forever SpongeBob. I like when the people play the world's saddest violin song. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yes, Mr. Krabs. Yo, he violated. <laughs> no, I really am playing the world's smallest violin. And then it's just like, <laughs> listeners, listen to this because this was actually funny. So, one of my coworkers sent me a picture of the kids in the Museum of Natural History. They were near this Mayan head, and I wrote an email, LOL, that thing reminded me of the legends of the Hidden Temple. My cobra was like, ha ha, very funny. You outed yourself, you dated yourself, ha ha. And you know what my response to him was? Listeners, I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know what that is. I'm talking about the CW, Legends of the Hidden Temple. And send them a link to the reboot. And he was like, Oh my God, I dated myself. And I was like, ha ha, I maintained my youth. <laughs> you just like, got him. Even though that show was. I really got him hard. Now he's. I was like, ha ha, listeners, you shall never know how old I am. I will not date myself. Not here. Of all places, never. Stephanie's got the um, nanny vibes. You'll never know how old I am. Mm-hmm. About. <laughs> And I guess for me with Animal Crossing, though, it's just like, it's just cringy that you have to, in order, playing the game, you have to listen to the same corny stuff all day, every day. You don't listen day. to it, you read it. Oh, you read it, even worse. 
it's like having a v- energy vampire everywhere you turn. Like, ha, ha, with this terrible joke. And you're just like, this is why I need to put this game down. There's only so much cringe you can take. And I feel like a lot of people 2020, they'd rather have taken the cringe than just live their life. That's saying it a lot. And yeah, I feel Animal Crossing is cringy just because it's reading the same jokes over and over and over. Sorry, I'm going to reference SpongeBob's again. Three hours later, same freaking joke. I would just, I can't handle. I can't handle it. I, I, I want to do say there are some golden jokes but they also get tiring because they repeat it the entire time. So, like, the long lotus joke is like, I caught a long lotus, or as I call it, lotus. Is that supposed to be the golden joke? Yeah. It was so corny, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. So, yeah, guys, if you There's like no escape. Crossing, you could, like, totally come to my island, you know, just, like, message us and be like i want to visit i want to visit just know there's roaches all over the place i have not played since 2020 (laughs) welcome to the deserted island i will i will anticipately clean for you all before i invite you over how about that yeah i mean i expect that that's good hospitality you're just setting the bar there okay mi isla es tu isla we'll come visit i guess stephanie will link it in our description box so make sure you visit. And this is another episode. So who do you think the winner is? Is it SpongeBob SquarePants or is it Animal Crossing? Leave a comment on our Instagram at trope trophy period pod. Listeners, if you have any tropes or characters you'd like us to battle, DM us on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. For notifications on our latest episode, subscribe to our show, like, now. And if you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you'd like to follow us on our personal socials, you can follow me at Jotty Adi, and that is J-A-R-A-R-I at Instagram, and Stephanie on all her socials on the bewitching bard i don't think i have to spell that but i'm gonna say it again the bewitching bard stay tuned for our next episode again thank you so much for listening bye bye